Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, December 6, 2021. Stand up for your country always. And we begin, as we often do, with uh, President Biden's schedule. And he has nothing. <laughs> I guess maybe that's not fair. At 2 p.m., he delivers remarks on how his Build Back Better Act, which is not going to pass this year, will lower the cost of prescription drugs. Well, I hope it does. If it ever passes, that would be a good thing. Prescription drugs are way too high. And they're lower in most other countries because the American companies develop them and they charge the taxpayer, the consumer, for the development money. Oh, it takes, what, $5 billion to come up with some medicine for cancer. The drug companies pass it along to us. They don't pass it along to the Mexicans or the Indonesians. They pass it to us. And that's the problem. Now, if the government can control that a little bit more and bring them down, right on. Then Joe Biden would have a good accomplishment in my book. Okay, so tomorrow there is a video call between Vladimir Putin. Boo! Villain, boo, and Joe Biden. No cheers from here. And by the way, I wrote a column called Stupid Is As Stupid Does from the movie Forrest Gump. It's posted on BillOReilly.com. You might want to read that column. Anyway, so Putin, according to U.S. Intel reports, has amassed 175,000 troops on the border with Ukraine. So U.S. Intel says could be an invasion after Christmas. Russian soldiers come down and take over Ukraine. Now, they're already taken over the Crimea to part of Ukraine. Not any longer. Putin just took it. That was under Obama. Obama didn't do anything about it. So now uh, there's a call. So Putin's going to say what he always says. Hey, NATO is doing X, Y, and Z, and you're sending Ukraine guns, and those guns are being used against Russian nationals who live in Ukraine. That's what Hitler did. That was Hitler's whole game. You're persecuting people in Czechoslovakia, Germans. We're going to march in and protect those Germans. I mean, that's what dictators do. So Putin's going to give the same thing. Now, the only thing that President Biden can possibly do, and we don't know whether Putin will invade, but you don't line up 175,000 troops for nothing, is say very clearly, Mr. Putin, and maybe he should write it on a little prompter, if you invade Ukraine, here's the economic stuff that's going to happen to you. And all the, U, the NATO countries have got to agree. And Germany's got to agree to stop buying natural gas from Russia on that pipeline. I don't think Germany's going to do that because it would have to substitute some fuel and it's cold in Germany. But Putin's got to know that the Russian economy will be strangled. Now, can Biden pull that off? 
Now, this is one of the big things I'm going to talk to Donald Trump about on Saturday in Florida. We have the two shows Saturday and Sunday. Putin, his intentions and how Trump countered Putin. Okay, now Biden, that's the, that's the only card Biden's got. Very severe economic sanctions that would strangle Moscow and make it impossible for the Russian economy not to collapse. So, for example, you would say to Putin, if you do this, American banks are not going to accept any receipts from Russia. So, therefore, anybody traveling to Russia using American Express Card, MasterCard, Visa, American banks aren't going to honor it. So you put your little card, um, try to use it in Moscow or St. Petersburg, and it comes up, no. And because credit cards, American credit cards, are used by people all over the world. Now, just that alone hammers the Russian economy. And that's an easy executive order. Not hard. But do I have any confidence that Joe Biden and his crew are going to do anything like that? No, I don't. And the reason Putin's doing this is because of Afghanistan. That's why he's doing it. He's pushing. See how, you know, tomorrow... Putin's just going to give him this, as I said, the same old gibberish, but he's going to be listening to Biden. Wish I was in the room, boy. I really wish I was in the room. Anyway, it's ultra serious. And um, I'll report what I get, but very difficult. You know, maybe there'll be some leaks out of that conversation, I hope. All right. So uh, Joe Biden's top guy, the man who... Biden listens to the most is Ron Klain. All right, 60 years old, from Indiana. He got a law degree from Harvard. Smart guy, Democrat Aparechnik. You have never heard of him until he signed on with Biden, I'm sure. But every Democratic person, Gore, Janet Reno, you know, on and on and on and on. And he's Biden's big buddy. They've been together a long time. So Klain picks up an article from a guy named Dana Milbank, who is just a far left loon. And I mean that literally. This guy is a lunatic when he writes for the Washington Post. So <laughs> Milbank says, and this is great, I love this. According to research, done by an operation named Fiscal Note using artificial intelligence that Joe Biden is getting worse press than Donald Trump. And so Klain, the chief of staff, says this is the greatest article and gets it out there all over the place. Milbank's article. Now, this is certifiable. Okay. So first, what is Fiscal Note? Well, it's some kind of software company that provides information and advice. But it was founded using seed money from Mark Cuban. Nobody knows that. Okay, it's not, wasn't in Dana Milbank's column or Ron Klain's, whatever Ron Klain was doing. So this is an aggressively liberal outfit. 
number one. So, and then number two, you have a study. Now, it was done by a conservative group. You know, we always are honest with you, and we tell you who does what here. This is why you watch, listen, and subscribe to BillOReilly.com. So the Media Research Center, right-wing group, in 2017, did an exhaustive study on World News Tonight, CBS Evening News, and NBC Nightly News. All right, September 2017. So Trump had been in office nine months. 91% of the reportage on the nightly newscast, three networks, negative toward Trump. And they did it over a three-month period. Okay? In April 2021, last April, okay, they came back, Media Research Center, did the same study over a three-month period. 59% positive reporting for Joe Biden. So you go from 91% negative in 17 to April 221, 59% positive for Biden. Now, the study has not been challenged, and we looked. We wanted to see if somebody dissented, and the media research center pretty methodical. All right, it lists the reports and who did them. And so we have no reason, even though Media Research Center is conservative, to believe it's cooking the books. But this other thing is insane. And it goes out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Biden's getting worse press coverage of Trump. What is the uh, cliche in your dreams? All right. Build back better. Not going to happen this year. Right now, the price tag is at $1.75 trillion. And I'll give you three examples of how crazy this thing is, but I want to bring you up to date. So the Senate takes off for Christmas this coming Friday, the 10th of December. See you. Bye. Zoom. They're all gone. This bill, Build Back Better, passed the House. But the Senate hasn't even marked it up because still debate prompted by Democrat Senator Manchin in West Virginia and Democrat Senator Cinema in Arizona on price tag and other stuff. I get letters every day. What are you, well, what's in the bill? What's in the bill? I don't know what's in the bill. Okay, because the bill hasn't been marked up yet. But I do know what was proposed and hasn't been reported to be taken out. Let me give you three things. This is the biggest boondoggle I've ever seen. This bill back better bill. Number one, 90% of American children would have their daycare picked up by the federal government. And that happens because checks go to parents of the three and four-year-olds who are in preschool. Now, the checks vary from $300 a month to $250 a month. And then after the child is older than six, it goes to $250 or whatever. All right, the price tag on this bill is $1.75 trillion. Just that. But that's over a, a long period of time. So it's a match because we're at $1.75 for the whole Build Back Better bill this, that would pass. But this thing goes forever. There's this child care. 
So why are American taxpayers who don't have children or whose children are now grown, why are we forced to pay people for health care? Now, if you are poor, I understand the safety net. I'm for that. But 90 percent? I guess Trump's kids are excluded and, you know, mine are older now, so I don't need it, but I, mine would be whatever. Second, climate change. This is unbelievable. So Biden wants to invest $555 billion over 10 years to combat climate change. But he doesn't say where the money goes. It would be consumer rebates and tax credits to middle class families that shift to cleaner energy and electrification. That sounds dangerous, electrification, right? But it's not specific. $555 billion. So it goes wherever the Democrats want it to go. It's what? Talk about no supervision. What? What? And how are they going to check it? So if I say, hey, I upgraded to a better, cleaner, uh, housewarming thing, how are they going to check? It's just like crazy. Find IRS funding, $80 billion in the Build Back Better. $80 billion is six times the IRS budget now. And this creates a shock troop force at the IRS, an army. And the army will be given orders by the Democrats to go out and terrorize Anybody making $200,000 a year or more, you'll be audited, you'll be this, you'll be threatened, you'll be that, 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 that. Hey, hey, this is dangerous. Audits used to be done at random, or so they said. Okay, I got audited three years in a row under Bill Clinton, and then I threatened in writing by my attorneys, if you audit me one more time, I'm going wide on this. Because I didn't mention it at the time. And, I got, and it stopped. It was a political audit. Now, with an army, all right, given orders, you get so-and-so. You go in and, you know, they'll come into your house. That's what this is. Build back better? So anyway, I thought you'd like to know that. The good news is I don't think it's definitely not going to get past this year. And it's so bad that once the people f- realize how bad it is, that it may never get there. Okay. Let's go to the uh, Cuomo's. Fascinating story. So now the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, is investigating New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo, this time last year, thought he was going to be president of the United States. Democrats loved him. Now, and I don't know the reason, they hate him. So the feds are looking at a, quote, pattern and practice of discrimination and retaliation by Cuomo when he was governor. And that would violate the Civil Rights Act Title VII. So Cuomo's He's not going to be charged in New York State. I already told you that. Okay, I'd be shocked 
if they bring charges against him. So now the feds are in. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York. I, it just doesn't look to me like it, but maybe they'll find some. I don't know. But it's just more problems for Andrew Cuomo, who's already out and God knows what he's doing. His brother was fired by CNN on Saturday. See, Saturday is a good day to fire someone if you're in a media company because nobody pays attention to the media over the weekend. Okay, so he's fired and it echoes the famous scene in the movie Casablanca when Claude Rains shuts down Rick's Cafe and says, I'm shocked that there is gambling in this establishment. And then the guy comes over to Reigns and goes, here's your winning, sir. Okay, so CNN claims that it didn't know Chris Cuomo was helping his brother after his brother got into trouble. That's impossible to believe, all right? Maybe they didn't know the minute details that have now come forth because of a New York state investigation, but they surely knew that Cuomo was violating every journalistic tenet. If you are involved personally in a story, you recuse yourself. And if Chris Cuomo was too dumb to understand that, the management of CNN just said, no, I saw it in my career. I saw it a number of times. If you're a judge and your nephew's charged with a crime, he comes before you, you recuse. Same thing in journalism. So this is all a bunch of bull. Okay? So here's how it really works. Guy gets in trouble in any media company or gal, but mostly guys and mostly white guys. They get in trouble. They're accused. Okay? No due process, no conviction, nothing like that. Immediately, the media company evaluates the damage of firing them. Am I going to get sued back? And Chris Cuomo might. All right. If it's a person of color, am I going to get a lawsuit there? They evaluate. Then they hire a law firm, a prestigious law firm, to investigate. Now, the law firm comes in and they're pretty much told, we want you to find this. And we'll pay you $500,000 if you do. I mean, it's not said that directly, but that's the, everybody knows. While they're drinking their $20 martinis and discussing Chris Cuomo, they know. Okay, the law firm comes back. He's guilty. And what is he guilty of again? You tell us, we'll, we'll find him guilty. All right. Then, as soon as the law firm is hired, the leaks to the New York Times start. Leaks all over the place. Cuomo did this. Cuomo did that. Ba 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 ba. Okay. Now I'm not feeling sorry for Chris Cuomo. He doesn't deserve to work in journalism at least for a while. He needs to go to a journalism re-education camp to actually learn the craft. But to say CNN didn't know is insane. They knew. They violated the recusal ethic. Okay. Understand how it all works now. And here's an interesting aside. There is some woman accusing Chris Cuomo of something nobody really knows what it is. She's being run by Deborah Katz. Name sound familiar? Katz ran or is running one of the women against Andrew Cuomo. And she ran Christine Blasey Ford 
against Justice Kavanaugh. She is a radical left-wing attorney who goes after white men. Now, why are all of these radical left people turning on the Cuomos? Because the Cuomos are left. I can't answer it. I don't know. Okay, finally on this, CNN is dissolving before the country's eyes. In November 2020, a year ago, primetime CNN averaged 2,800,000 viewers. Okay? November 2021, CNN primetime, 654,000 total viewers. Can you believe the collapse in a year? Now, part of that is the absence of, of hating Trump. But I've never seen a collapse like that. And now with Cuomo, I mean, who's, who's watching that network? I mean, I guess you, Stanley Tucci has recipes or something for frittatas, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on. But it's an amazing media story. So we called on our media guy. Dr. Jeffrey McCall uh, is a professor of communication at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. From where? He joins us. So do you see the CNN way as I described it, doctor? Oh, CNN is in free fall. And I must say it's disappointing on one level because I really want journalism organizations to thrive. But CNN has really put itself in this in this very sad position. You know, we need good journalism in this country. You know, good journalism serves the needs of a democracy and CNN for a long time had the respect of the American people and helped do that. And when you've got a can, your prime time, you know, highest rated anchor for all kinds of breaches of ethical professionalism, that says a lot about the, the channel itself. And I, frankly, I think their decline in ratings is in part, as you said, because of the absence of Trump. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes to the fact that the, the viewers that they did have realize that this was an ethically and professionally vacuous environment now at CNN. And the most recent things that led to the dismissal of Chris Cuomo you know, are relevant. But I think the problems with Chris Cuomo actually began months earlier. And in fact, uh, you, you could say even years earlier, but I think where they really began was when Chris started interviewing Governor Cuomo at the beginning of the COVID crisis because that, that whole series of interviews over weeks was basically COVID PR for the governor of New York who was wanting to be president someday. And, uh, and got a book it, contract. It was not just news, it was, it right. was comedy and PR. Sure, and, he, and he, he had a big He should have recused web. himself then. Right. But here's the most important question, I believe. Say you're in your classroom and your journalism students are there and, and a wise guy like me raises his hand and says, why didn't the man management of CNN order Chris Cuomo to recuse himself right after his brother got in trouble with accusations of misconduct? What would your answer be? Oh, it'd be so easy. I mean, we, we study journalistic codes of ethics in my class. This is the Society of Professional Journalists has a very good one. The Radio Television Digital News Association has a very good one. And all of those codes of ethics across the board in journalism say 
when you have a conflict of interest, when you have an interest in a particular story, you get yourself out. And the fact that the CNN brass, the CNN hierarchy, didn't go to those codes of ethics or didn't know about them or Shocking. just didn't care tells Shocking. us a lot, which, right. which shows us really the corporate kind of corruption. And, and there are a lot of media organizations that have problems with corruption at the top and, and lack of leadership. But CNN's has been stunning in many levels because it just strikes me as odd that Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, or the people even above him, somebody didn't look down and say, what is Chris doing interviewing his brother? What is Chris doing covering anything that has to do with his brother? I, I, and nobody I just, did that, which is listen. really sad because it tells me that the media, and particularly CNN, has become part of the establishment. They're it's not there to represent us. It's worse They're not that. looking out for Americans. That's for sure. I worked for CBS National, ABC National, and Fox for more than 21, for more than 20 years, okay? At all three places, this never could have happened. Couldn't have happened because there were managers, all right? And in the case of Fox, a guy named Roger Ailes just would have called you up and said, you're not covering this. I mean, it never happened, but now it does happen. And the reason it happens is money. Because all the media companies, AT&T owns CNN, all right? They don't care about journalistic ethics or anything else. They care about being woke and making as much money as they can, saying anything they want, doing anything they want, whether it's true or not. We saw that with Russian collusion. Last word, doctor. Yeah, the corporatization of media has really been a problem. And as you hint, the people at the top of these big corporations really have no background in journalism. They're only interested in business. And that's really sad because, as I was saying a moment ago, you know, we, the, the free press was established to be autonomous and to watchdog on behalf of citizens, to be our surrogates. Yeah. They've stepped away from that role. And American democracy is being ill-served by the way the media is going about its business now, because when they're part of the establishment, they are not watching out for the citizens, which they were founded by the First Amendment to do. That's for sure. Hey, thanks, Dr. Merry Christmas to you. And Thank uh, you, we'll Bill. talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't report the story to you. And I'm sorry, I apologize ahead of time, but I have to do it. All right, so you know how I feel about Stephen Colbert. All right. I like John Stewart. I've always liked him. And, and he and I have a fairly good relationship. Colbert, the opposite. Okay. I don't think he's talented. Uh, I think he's a zealot, a left wing zealot. And the only reason he has this program on CBS, remember when he first took over from Letterman, Colbert was third. Nobody watched him. And then he started to hate conservatives, including Donald Trump, of course. As soon as he started to hate conservatives, his ratings came up because the loons on the West Coast in particular started to watch him at 1130 on CBS. So, of course, in the abortion case that's in the Supreme Court now, of course, Colbert would have to weigh in. Remember, this is a late night entertainment show. Will the tape. So if it is this unpopular, why is everyone saying it's going to happen? Well, and I don't want to get too technical, but we, what's the word? Don't live in a democracy. Five of the nine justices were appointed by presidents who lost the popular vote. The last three 
confirmed by a Republican Senate who now represent 41 million fewer Americans than the Democrats. In fact, Republican senators haven't represented a majority of the U.S. population since 1996. A lot has changed since 1996. But not your mentality. That stayed exactly the same. Shallow and misinformed. So apparently Colbert loves abortion and wants it unlimited. Apparently that's his opinion. And he's entitled to it under our Constitution. But what he does in that stupid, foolish monologue is say that because Republican senators, okay, who confirm Supreme Court justices, don't represent the majority of Americans since 1996, they shouldn't have any say. And because they do, we don't live in a democracy. Here's how crazy that is. The reason that Democrats are represented in the Senate more than Republicans is because of California, New York, and Illinois. Three states, particularly California. 40 million people live in California, okay? And it's never going to change. California dominates the population base in the USA. And California is as left as it gets. Illinois second with Chicago and New York third with New York City. So you add those up and there are 104 electoral votes that Republicans will never get. Think about that. You need 270 to win, 104 already locked in to the Democratic Party. But Colbert can't think deeply enough to say, oh, well, three states should control what happens and the Senate shouldn't vote on uh, Supreme Court justices anymore. Let's let California pick them. But his audience is uh, uh, incredible. And while we're on the subject of California, L.A., 14 have been arrested for breaking in and smashing in and stealing nearly 350,000 in goods from various department stores. According to the LAPD police chief, Michael Moore, all of them, all 14 arrests, they're out. Zero bail criteria and all but one has been released and the one's a juvenile. I guess they got nowhere to, he's got no parents or something. Okay, so in California now, you could steal less than $1,000 and you won't be prosecuted. But even if you're caught and arrested for smashing into a store, you're out. You don't even stay overnight. Boom. Give it a ticket out. You wonder why uh, this is happening? There it is. Columbia University, the most radical left university in New York State. No doubt about it. Okay. This is terrible. A grad student named Devade Geary, 30 years old. He's walking in Morningside Heights, and he was attacked by an African-American. I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to identify by color, but I have to, okay, with a knife for no reason and stabbed to death. All right, now this comes on the heels of uh, a woman who was murdered in the same area, Columbia student, Tessa Majors, 18 years old. She goes to Barnard, which is adjacent to Columbia. And she was killed in Morningside Park as well. Just murdered, stabbed to death. 
So now Colombia is demanding more security because the students are up there and these two are dead, but many others have been assaulted. So the president of Columbia University, and by the way, the guy who's charged with murdering Mr. Geary is Vincent Pinckney, 25-year-old gang member, lengthy rap sheet. And uh, the guy has 11 priors for arrests, assaults. He's a gang member. And, you know, he's running around. He got a knife. He just stabbed and killed the guy. So Lee Bollinger is the president of Columbia University. Lee Bollinger is a radical leftist, okay, who has basically demonized the police. Huge critical race theory supporter. Huge. Okay. And in a review, the president of Columbia University, Lee Bollinger, stated that critical race theory is urgent and necessary. Now, critical race theory includes defunding, reimagining the police. So Bollinger, one of the big boosters of this, now goes, oh, no, no, we need more security. We need, oh, oh. okay, I, I don't want any bail. And this gang member in 11 priors, but, but he shouldn't have stabbed. Oh, you, you know, that's who you should be demonstrating against, Lee Bollinger. Ah. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. All right, this week the Senate's going to vote on Biden um, COVID vax mandate. Biden's going to be voted down. It's a symbolic thing, but you should know it's coming. Uh, Manchin's going to vote along with the Republicans, it looks like. In New York City, de Blasio, only here for three more weeks. Thank God, thank the Lord says everybody who works in New York City has to be vaxxed by December 27th. Not going to happen. His dictum is going to be thrown out by the new mayor. Traditional American family. This I did not know. First reported it on the O'Reilly Update on the radio today. Uh, 2020, only 18%, 2021, I'm sorry, 18% of American families are traditional. That means headed by two married parents, mom and dad. Mom and dad, woman and a man, and the kids, only 18%. That is down 40% since 1970. 
the leading family structure, single parent raising children. You say in history, December 6th, 1973, uh, you boomers may remember that Gerald Ford became a vice president because of the 25th Amendment. So Richard Nixon ran and got elected with Spiro Agnew. There he is. He hated the press, Agnew. Nattering nabobs of negativism was Agnew's description of the American press. Anyway, he got reelected with Agnew, but Agnew was a crook. As governor of Maryland, he was taking kickbacks all right, from construction companies, and they continued while Agnew was VP. So he pled no contest to a federal indictment, and they didn't put him in jail, but they broke him. And he borrowed $200,000 from Frank Sinatra to live. Okay, so Agnew got booted, and Ford was appointed vice president 48 years ago today, both the House and the And the Senate confirmed Gerald Ford. Okay, very lively mail segment and a final thought about this week uh, and Donald Trump. Coming right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Mitchell Keller, Lakemore, Illinois. Though what worries me is that 40% of Americans still approve of President Biden. It's always been that way. When Nixon was booted, one survey had him at 33% approval. Always been that way. Ruby Hines, Bellingham, Washington. I live in a very liberal part of the country. Some of my friends and family have recently relocated to more conservative states trying to escape the lockdowns and liberal culture. Do you anticipate that the geographical migration of conservatives will impact the electoral electoral map? Already has in New York and in California, both lost congressional seats. Yeah, it will. 
especially if, if crazy taxes keep rolling in in the states. Florida and Texas, they're going to be booming. They're booming now. At Parker, Houston, Texas, Bill, do you know what current amnesty provisions are in the proposed Build Back Better legislation? I do not. There was a rumor they were in there. When I looked at it, I didn't see them. There's a lot of money for stuff that doesn't... Look, all this is general stuff. Okay? Nobody knows where the money's going to go, which is why it's ridiculous. Ildez Sotelo, Tampa, Florida. Bill, once again, you're on point with the social decay of the country. Rap destroyed our boys. The Kardashians destroyed our girls. I don't know about the Kardashians. I know rap. Rap is an aggressive, heinous form of entertainment. Kardashians, I don't know if they destroyed the girls. Maybe, maybe. Jerry, just because a person doesn't want to take vaccine or can't for some reason, doesn't necessarily mean they are anti-vaccine. Please don't keep putting people down because they feel different about it than you do, O'Reilly. You got to stop this, Jerry. You got to just stop it. All right. I didn't put anybody down. I said you have a right, a constitutional right not to take the vaccine. But don't give me some. Don't present it as some victimization. Most people who won't take the vax are frightened. Some have good reason, but most just don't want to do it. That's the fact. Tanya, Bill, I completely disagree with you about COVID being the biggest issue. I think it is a dishonest media. All right. Katie, it's well and good to say don't talk politics, but it sneaks in even if the subject is banned. We have a no political talk rule in the family, but I can't even say I like a neighborhood without my daughter saying she doesn't like the neighborhood because American flags are flying and they are obviously Trump supporters. Do with humor. So if my daughter said that to me, I'd say, oh, does that mean you don't like Joe Biden's neighborhood? Because Joe Biden has flags all over the place. Do it with humor. Daniel Magruder, Kirksville, Missouri. So I'll let you know I enjoyed the town hall and also picked up some great deals in the Christmas story this week. Okay. The Christmas store is going to save you a lot of money. And if you care about saving money, go to BillOReilly.com. It says Christmas store. Click. Boom, you're in. You don't like the stuff? Don't buy it. But it's good, particularly if you want to stand up for your country. So we made it as easy as possible. We want to save you money. And we hope you check it out. Um... That's it. That's it for the mail, because i got to get to this final thought. But if you want a signed book or books, Killing the Mob, the latest, still going great, um, this is the last week. I'm signing my butt off, but i got to travel the end of the week, so this is it. Signed books make great gifts, and again, they're very reasonably priced. So I got, I'm the biggest selling nonfiction book series author of all time. There's a reason to load up on the books. Word of the day, do not be verbose. I am verbose. V-E-R-B-O-S-E. Right back with the final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. 
It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I'm going to be here tomorrow and Wednesday, but then I have to prep for the big Trump O'Reilly history tour, which is Saturday it starts in Sunrise, Florida, and then Sunday will be in Orlando, Florida. Okay? Go to BillOReilly.com. They'll click you over to the box office if you want. There's still some seats available. We have sold about 30,000 tickets in all four venues at, you know, the prices are, it's not like BillOReilly.com prices, but it's worth it. This is a very hard assignment for me, okay, because I have to get on the record and I have to know what happened and I have to find out what happened in order to ask President Trump to explain about the vaccine, about Putin, about ISIS, about energy, about global warming, you name it. I can guarantee you, you go see this show, you're going to be fascinated and learn a lot. Now, for premium and concierge members, on Monday, week from today, we will have a special section inside BillOReilly.com where I'm going to post some clips from the live shows. And you're the only ones that are going to get to see them. So if you're considering reading up your membership or giving gift memberships, if you know somebody who likes Donald Trump, this is it. This is the time to do it. So they get in now and they're going to be able to see this. Now, obviously, the clips aren't going to be near the two hours and 20 minutes we're going to be on stage. I'm going to use that. We're not even going to, you know, I, I don't know yet, but I'll, I'll post clips so you see and hear very interesting things. But you got to go to the show if you can. But that is how we're going to shake it. All right. So Thursday, I'll be out studying. And I am studying. This is so hard for me. I'm not whining, but I really want to do a good job, a fair job, a tough job. I'm not going to put President Trump on the spot. I'm going to ask him questions that you and I both want to know that have never been reported. That's what's going to happen. Okay. I said my piece. We'll be here tomorrow. Thank you for watching us tonight. And we'll see you then.